Hey everyone, just wanted to take the time to address the issues that have been happening in America. For World Shop, we like to keep things light and focus on creating an environment that is dedicated to creativity and imagination. But as of recent, it has been hard to focus on creating new worlds while the one around us is falling apart. I want to go and say, for World Shop, we support Black Lives Matter and stand against white supremacy and racism. Black Lives Matter, period, the end. This is not something that should even have to be stated. It is something that should be known. Saying Black Lives Matter isn't saying that other lives do not matter, but it is a way of calling out systemic racism that has been happening in America for years. If all lives truly mattered, then we would have complete equality and incidents like the George Floyd murder, among many others, would not have happened. I am a black creator, and I hope that by working on this show, I can help other black people find their own creativity. I know that I have full support of Cody, both on and off the show. Yes, we like to make fun of each other, talk over each other and goof around, but I know that my life matters to him and the other World Shop guests. So what can you do to help? If you have money and are able to donate, you can donate to the Black Lives Matter movement, the National Bail Fund, and Campaign Zero. Black Lives Matter is working to spread awareness about systemic racism, white supremacy, and police brutality. The National Bail Fund helps bail out those who have been wrongfully imprisoned during peaceful protests. Campaign Zero is a police reform campaign. You can also sign the petition for the 8 Can't Wait movement in your area. If you do not have money but still want to help, there are many things you can do. It is all about starting a conversation and educating those who either don't understand what is happening, don't think there's anything they can do, or don't see why any of this is important. These conversations are ones that need to be had in order to see change. You can also support other black creators. Spreading support for black creators helps spread representation and awareness for black lives. I know on my front and on many other black creators, we like to put our own life experiences into what we create. This could help spread awareness for what black people go through. Okay, so I know this was a long-winded intro into our episode, but these things are important to us. Anyways, thank you for listening and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to World Shop, the podcast where we build worlds about... (laughs) Take two! Hello and welcome to... Take three! Hello and welcome to World Shop, the podcast where we build worlds based off the roll of a 20-sided die. I'm Jordan. And I'm Cody. (laughs) Through all of the pain and the sadness... We're forcing smiles, and we're moving on with this week. How's it going, Cody? It's going all right, Jordan. Jordan, it's going all right. <laughs> you you brought up Bright before we started, and I can't I'm sorry. I shouldn't about have. How egregiously bad that movie is, especially in today's age, day and age. It's, like, it's with bad. everything going on, it's like, that movie's so egregiously bad now. Bright's pretty <laughs> bad. Anyways, we can move on past Bright. I'm listening to Bob Seger right now. What? I'm listening to Night Do Moves. You... Oh, okay. Okay. It auto played like, because like I was going listening. down a playlist of Bob Seger. It was like, what? No, it, it auto played after Cheap Trick. <laughs> um, Surrender? Uh, no, I was listening to the song I sent you. I want you. Oh, okay. That me. the other cheap, cheap Trick song. <laughs> hey, Cheap Trick has a whole discography, and you Dude, should know all the of it. Most dad band I have ever listened to. What the most dad band you've ever listened to? Yeah, Cheap Trick is one of the most dad bands I've ever listened My to. My dad had their speedwagon. Ooh, I went to, Oh, did I ever tell you about the time I went to an Ario Speedwagon and no. Fogcat concert? I was like, ah, oh, man, I was probably 10. You were the and my, youngest one there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I <laughs> no was, matter so. how old you were, even if you were, t- if it was yesterday, you were the youngest person there. Me and my brother were both like nerds and in Really? In, High school and really? middle school, our you ability. You were nerds. Yes. No. No, well, get out. Get okay. out. But you got to understand, like, it feels like uh, crappy to put it this way, but, like, I think it's fair to say that me and my brother did not have a lot of game in high school or no. middle school. Really? Get we out. We were not great. We did, did not, not have a natural that. rhythm. 
with people we were attracted to. So anyways, my dad I teased us about this sometimes. I do not believe that at all. I, I go to this REO Speedwagon concert. I'm 10. My brother's 13. My dad's like, you know, cute girls might sit next to you. You might have to at dance with some cute girls. At the concert? Cute girls at the REO Speedwagon. Okay. So here's who sits next to us. Old lady. Two 60-year-old women wearing skin-tight leopard oh, print. Oh, yeah. Like, you got skin-tight the- leather. Like, not leather, but like, uh, what, frick, I don't know materials. It's like the thinnest, like, most show offity material. And right? guys, <laughs> guys, I'm trying to do this joke. 18 years later, they're married and they have a child. <laughs> Anyways, so me and my brother are both just like sitting there like, look down, look down, look down. And as soon as the band starts playing, those ladies are like on the rail, just, just dancing, going nuts. And my dad's like, go dance with them. I'm like, dad, you shut up right now. He's like, go dance with them. Dude, I love your dad for that. That's hilarious. Then the old ladies get in on it. They're like, come on, boys, dance with us. And I'm like, no. No. <laughs> oh, yeah. That is amazing. That Welcome I, to the like, state fairs. Like, like, really, I mean, I guess you didn't know because you were young, but really, young, cute young girls are gonna be at the Ario Speedwagon concert. <laughs> what cute no. young girl listens to Ario Speedwagon? I know there are cute young girls who listen to Ario Speedwagon. I'm just making fun of it because it's a dad band. But here's the thing: they weren't gonna come there by themselves. No, their dads would have brought them. What am I gonna do? Grind dance with their dad watching? I would hope you weren't grind dancing at age ten. Did you? Did you ever go to a middle school dance? That's all anyone was doing. No, I, I was about to say space, but no, I I went to a Christian school. We didn't have dances. Oh. That's not a joke. We literally didn't have dances. We had dances. It was a nightmare. <laughs> that's not, no, we just didn't have dances. We had hangouts. <laughs> I, again, I laugh because it's not a joke. <laughs> it's literally not a joke. You know, that's, I'm going to say this, Jordan. Um, having gone it to dances a lot. In, <laughs> in middle school and high school and then having gone to dances in college with people I actually like, going to dances in middle and high school sucks and you just shouldn't do it. Go well, to dances no, okay. with people you actually like and it's fun. So I mentioned this during my water. Well, mentioned her during my water and sadness story. My friend, Sarah. So basically dances, it was me hanging out with her and all of their friends. And we never like did the grinding stuff. We literally would just flail and dance and joke around. And during, uh, there was Don't Stop Believing was like her favorite song in high school. And we did like guitar solos and like played the whole song, like full dance, just goofing around in the front of the of auditorium because that's just how you have fun. That was not at the Christian school because I only went to a Christian school up to freshman year and then I went uh, to a okay, public gotcha. school. So after Christian school, we had real dances. Didn't grind. <laughs> well, I had I probably had less game than you did, but I did have a high school uh, girlfriend. So <laughs> you had a girlfriend in high school. I didn't. <clears throat> I am though, like batting a thousand for dating. So you know, <laughs> in that I married the person, only person I've ever dated. <laughs> space i've only dated two people so you're not doing much better <laughs> so, I mean, so i'm not doing much better i've only dated the I've only... oh yeah i guess you really never had a girlfriend in college did you no no i told cody you knew me in college i had I, it was like 10 years no ago in college i was dude that was back when i was fighting with being a sad boy <laughs> Oh my like, gosh. Literally, it was just me, Anthony, and Molly always hanging out and playing video games. That was the life, the college life. Just, just, just playing Call of Duty and screaming at the TV. Jordan, I feel like we've lost the thread of this conversation Anyways, and what is going what to be you, in and out of the podcast. Yeah, there's so much that has to be cut. But Cody, what have you been doing recently? Um, oh, actually, no, I do want to I wanna tell you about a book that I listened oh, to that was perfect. really, really, really good. You had um, to get your phone to look up what the title is, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just finished it, and I, I don't want to. I don't want to get the title wrong because it's great. Uh, it's called "Down Among the Sticks and the Bones," or Ooh. "Down Among the Sticks and Bones." It's the second book in a series. Is it horror? Um, yeah, uh. kind of. Um, it's YA fiction is really like the more accurate description of it, I think. But give me a second. Sorry, I'm just I'm I'm getting names for you because this is actually a really good series that I liked a lot. The first one is called Every Heart a Doorway, and it's about um Well, they kids, do a good job with the titles. Right? They're novellas, they're pretty short, and it's about kids that go to like other worlds on adventures and then come back. Huh. 
Weird. Yeah. That's, that, sound, that sounds very sounds familiar. interesting and familiar. As but, it, it's like what I was going to do for this week's world. <laughs> um, but the like you conceit said it of the done. story, the conceit of the story is that it's like uh, when they come back, they're still like kind of living in this other world and have to adapt back to normal life. You know, so if someone was in Wonderland where like they're shrinking and growing and they're having tea with rabbits and everything's crazy, and then they come back and try to live in the regular world. Um, so that's like the setting of the story, but it's really like it's a lot about how people develop identity and how that relates to gender. And I think it does a very good job of not subtly being about that topic. Cause I feel like a lot of times in books, whenever they want to like handle any kind of gender identity topics, it, it generally gets pushed to like subtext Yeah, because then they don't, it doesn't have to be defended or like, you can just go, Oh, it's not really what it's about. You know, it's, it's background. This is like, no, it's in the foreground. This is like a theme that we're dealing with, with this story. And, um, but both of the books were really good. I really enjoyed both of them. Is it Um, just the two or is there more? There's like six. <laughs> there, there's a lot. Ooh, you lost me as soon as you said a number higher than three. Yeah, there, there are the five out right I can now. Count two. Yeah, but I mean they're like less than hundred page books. They're oh. very short. Oh, so like super like they're novella. they're novellas. Yeah, they're okay. like they would I don't think would be considered a, like a full length novel or whatever. But okay, so it's pretty much if I combine them all, that's like one Harry Potter book. Yeah, it's like one Harry Potter book's worth of. Because it definitely hits a point where, like, you'll be reading it, and then you'll be like, oh, oh the story's ending now. I thought there was going to be another ten hours of fluff, and there just isn't, you know? Um, but the first one's really good. It's like a, a murder mystery, kind of. And the second one is kind of a prequel that just talks about two of the other characters. But um, it's an interesting story for me having kids, because it's very much like the second book is a lot about um, how like parental expectations influence children and like that children kind of eventually grow independently of their parents and what parenting means. Like, are you trying to force your kids into being something or are you trying to facilitate (laughs) them growing into the people they're meant to be? It's, (laughs) it's an interesting story. Yeah. I actually need to read this then. Okay. It's really good. It's really, really, really good. What I'm going to do is get all six of them, then tape them together. So I just think of it as one book and don't get like my usual. Well, I've read like two of these. I'm burnt out. What's the first one called again? The down. uh, So the the second one is down among the sticks and bones. The second one is every heart a doorway. Oh, yeah, Um, that first one's easier to remember. There's like a twist in. um, Oh, oh, my gosh. Okay. Sean and McGuire's the author. Oh, is that like someone I, yeah, I don't know? Yeah, that's someone her. I know. Okay, yeah, I'll read it. Of course. Yes, she's a great author. Okay. <laughs> I actually picked this. Now looking at I actually picked this book up at a, like a bookstore and looked through it. Oh, I was going to read this like years ago. Oh my God, that's so funny. That is so I think it's funny that you know the author and I'm just like, who is she? I don't know. Yeah, I've literally because I I recognize that cover. I know this author because this author wrote another book I really like, which is Velveteen versus the Junior Super Patriots, which is a like very interesting. Oh, book. yeah, yeah, read, yeah, yeah. You've told me about this. Read before. that yeah. book. No, no. After you like read that book, she is a great author. It's another really short, just really good one to go to read. Velveteen versus the Junior Super Patriots. She is prolific. Holy crap. Yes. That's why, like, as soon as I saw the name, I'm like, oh, my gosh. I know this woman. Okay, yeah, no. I'll read it. I Yeah, of course I'll read it. This is the first That's time funny. where it's like I've 100% sold, like, like during the episode. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow. I'm glad I actually typed that in during the episode. It's like, oh, my Lord. Yeah. Okay. I'm down. Cool. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad that you'll listen to that. <laughs> that and on a totally unrelated note, I've been playing Grand Theft Auto Five, and talk, I we talked about that like all last week. I still, it's it's such a trash can of a game, but I just I have fun. Anyways, Jordan, what have you been up to? Um, so with the way these, I'm not gonna get like super into this because like we already talked about this, but like with the way these episodes release, they're released a week after they are recorded, and so life has been. Very distracting and very rough because of all the stuff that has been going on in America. Um, Because I know we have a few listeners who aren't in America, but I'm sure 
everybody knows what's going on right now. So it's been pretty hard for me not to be completely distracted and kind of numb to the things that are going on because, again, having to stand up for my own rights and having people tell me to my face, it's not a big deal. You have the rights. Get away. And so what I've been doing recently with that little preamble is literally this week, I got to my just like peak of just like, I can't handle this on my own anymore. And so I texted some friend, well, the instant three play friends yesterday. It's like, let's play a board game on tabletop simulator. So what I've been doing recently is play a lot of tabletop simulator. And we played yesterday, um, Betrayal at the House of the Hill, which is like my favorite board game ever. And it was so fun. This is the first time I got to be the monster and I destroyed them. Because, <laughs> dude, the werewolf is so OP. Like, every turn, your might and your speed goes up one. You also, at the start of turning into a werewolf, you also get to add how the number of however many players there are to your different stats. So I already started out, like, high stats. And then by the time I actually got up to them, I had a, um, a might of seven. So I got to roll D, uh, 7D, uh, technically they're like D4s with a zero in them. Yeah. But yeah, I got to roll seven dice and I just, so I turned Ryan to a werewolf. I um, ended up just murdering Alex and then I turned Carlene into a werewolf and I won. I was like, yeah, no, werewolf is so OP and I loved that one. It, like that game. Everybody needs to play that game. It's one of the best board games I've ever played. It's very fun. Because, I mean, me, I'm a horror guy. I really like that genre, especially like the Monster of the Week, like Haunted House horrors are really... Like the old Scooby-Doo stuff is pretty much what Betrayal is, except for you could die. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, right. No, I mean, it really is. And it's just Um, so... It was so fun and just being able to like... They're like, oh, well, do you need to vent and talk about stuff first? I'm like, I just want to just... For have a couple hours where I don't have to think about stuff and right. just be able to chill and play like tabletop simulator is great because there's tons of board games and people are like making their own like board games in there so you can play them. It, it's just t- tons of fun to get online and play board games. I forgot how much I miss playing like old board games. Like we played Life a couple weeks ago. Um, it's like they have shoots and ladders on there. There's just Monopoly, which I will not play. I refuse to play Monopoly because Jordan Monopoly always ends bad. <laughs> play Monopoly with me, Jordan. Like, it's the hey, best game. Like, hey, you want to play a um, Monopoly or Settlers of Catan? I was like, no, <laughs> no, I don't. I want to remain friends. It's like I, I was like, I like having you guys as friends. I don't want to play Monopoly with you. <laughs> well, yeah, oh, so you know what did? Okay, this uh-oh. is a this is this is a, this is my tabletop simulator story. Um. So I played Twilight Imperium on Tabletop Simulator. Like, is. it is a like ten plus hour board game. Oh, see, but apparently you can save board games. And, like, you, you can. can. Okay, yeah, cool. we did. Okay, cool. Perfect. Yeah, but I won, and oh man, the salt was real. <laughs> yeah, no duh, dude. A ten hour board game, and you come out on top. Of course, the salt's gonna be real. Yeah, it's gonna be. Everyone's mad. No one's. No one's happy at that point. Like, it's fun. Though. At least like betrayal, like could be like an hour to a few hours like depending on yeah it doesn't have to be very long (laughs) i think we got to turn four and i ended up (laughs) starting the haunt and i'm like ah crap oh yeah they're they're dead and you need a yeah you want the haunt to start late See, but lucky them i started like way far away from them because like they all like kind of stuck together like hey let's search this area and i just like made my path away so i had to like using my speed of seven had to catch up to them first and yeah then, like and they were already sprawled out so i was like send the dog oh because you also get a dog with you so send the dog after one person and then i go after them myself <laughs> it's just my dude, uh betrayal so good i played it with my brother my me and my brother and i think his wife and a few other people used to play that game pretty frequently and he rage quit when he was the monster because so you can get the dog like as a person as as people you can get the dog um and we used the dog okay so the description of the dog is it can be used to carry a small item yeah and we used the dog like at a clutch moment that won the game for the people instead of the monster we used the dog to grab like a little girl that we needed and bring her to another room because the dog had a faster speed than us. And he is like, 
The dog cannot carry a little girl. It says, I'm like, it says a little item. She's called a little girl. She weighs what? 20 pounds? Oh like, my gosh. Dude, <laughs> and no, he's like, absolutely dude, not. <laughs> you are the worst. Of course he rage quit. Cody, that's yeah, the he worst. Rage quit. You're the worst yeah. human being. But the thing. I agree with <laughs> was, Again, when you tell these stories, I agree with him. He was outnumbered though because it You're was the, like you guys are the worst. Five, five of like the survivors, like yeah, we definitely could do that. And him as the monster, like no, you can't. Wow, yeah, I would, I would have quit too. Dude, I don't you, think we've played Betrayal at House on the Hill since then. Can you? Oh wait, no, I'm thinking table because Tabletop Simulator. There's specifically a th- thing where you can flip the table. <laughs> flip the table, yeah. And like I would have just flipped the table and just logged off. Just like nope, f you. <laughs> It was pretty fun. Oh, uh, gosh. Yeah, but yeah, it's that. And then also, I mean, the one I didn't want to really talk about is me and Mel have been watching Naruto again. So we don't have to oh, get into yeah, it. Oh, yeah, we don't, we don't have, have to talk about it. that. I like Naruto a lot. But um, it's all about an outcast finally fitting in and people recognizing his worth. What does that sound like to you? Uh, My whole entire uh, life. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Cody. Uh, I just can't get into Naruto, Jordan. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I know there's no way you would like Naruto. I know that. I like There's nothing about Naruto that can't. you would like. <laughs> um, so, just Cody, what was last names week? For, uh, oh, last week was Deconstruction World. We I was just, just going to whisper it to you. Just like, Deconstruction. <laughs> yeah, because that's where we talked about what, what we think is good world building in a video game. And it really was mostly just a complaint fest. <laughs> it's like, I mean, I brought up some positive examples, but yes. It was and this lot. week, Jordan. Dude, Last of Us 2 is coming out, and I'm so pumped. I've never played Last of Us. Dude, it's it's, eh, it's your usual third-person shooting zombie game, like the ones you complained about, but I really like it. Anyways, Cody, what is this? <laughs> oh, yeah, this week is a new project. This week is a new project. And so do you want me to tell the funny story about what kind of happened no, no, here well, with our world? I want to tell the funny story as soon as after we do the rolls. But this project is... We're going to be writing worlds specifically that we think will make a good audio drama. Then next week, we're going to do characters and setting. And then we're going to start our audio drama. Well, we're going to write an audio drama together. So, yes, Cody, let's go ahead and roll for initiative. And then we can talk about your thing. Oh, wow. You might be going first. I doubt that. What do you roll? Crit fail. I rolled a three, dude. How did I there's beat my, you again? That's so there's bad. There's my one. Okay, so it's Cody, right please tell me about your mindset coming into this episode, you jerk. It makes me seem like a bad person, but you here's what are. happens. Here's what happens. Mr. Oh, yeah, a dog could carry a little girl. Yeah, yeah, you're a terrible person. You're a terrible son. Jordan had told me what his idea for his world was going to be like a week ago. And to me, you sounded uncertain about it, and you sounded... Like you it was said, be okay. Very actually, you told me is, I sounded like I was going to be very convoluted. So you decided to write whatever. No, no, no. You sounded like you were going to be very convoluted. So going into this, my mindset was okay. Jordan is going to write a bonkers world, and then we're going to pick my world. Yeah, <laughs> it's much simpler. Guess what didn't happen, Cody? <laughs> and then, like on Wednesday, it was Monday. It, there was no way it was Wednesday. It was like Monday. It was not Monday. <laughs> Well, when I, I like, had the idea was Monday. I might well, have told you that's not when Wednesday. you messaged it to me. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold Monday. on. It was Tuesday. That, so anyways. I like my audio drama world. Still needs work, but I changed it up and decided to go supernatural horror adventure rather than fantasy on so Tuesday. So here's the problem is on Tuesday, I had already come up with like my whole setting for a supernatural kind of horror adventure. <laughs> So I get that and I'm like, well, and I was like hoping what was going to happen too is Jordan was going to be like, I just didn't really like my world. It was really complicated. I love my world because again, I based it off what I know, which was my hometown. And now you're like, it's about my hometown. I really love it. It's my special baby. And I'm like, but mine's my special baby. This is is actually now I like this because it's actually going to not just because I originally thought it was just going to go to you anyways. So yeah, now, see, that's kind of what you were saying, and that's the yeah, mindset. And so, I can't. And so now I, I'm. It's going to be interesting to see which one that we think is better to write a world. And like, we'll see. It's may the best. Like it's this is truly. Game. I'm really excited about this because it's really to me may the best man win. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's going I, to because I, I also really like my world. It's going to be like a the whole time I'm writing it, I'm like freaking nailing this world, you know. It is now a competition rather than what it was going to be. It's just me giving it to you because that's how I felt on Sunday. Was like I'm just going to give it to Gary, and then yeah. like, I actually thought through. Like, no, what do I like? Write what I know and what I like, which is supernatural horror and hometown, like really small hometown stuff. So here we go with my prompt, the geography kind of geography section. We're gonna be. Listening to the narrator. You see, everyone likes a good story, but you can't have a good story without the setup. I like to think of this as the boring part. You can't have the battle with a supernatural deity without a little bit of background. So I'll go ahead and give you the boring parts, and hopefully one day soon, I will get to write the good stuff. There are thousands of paranormal sightings and experiences reported every year. But no town has more paranormal activity than the small town of Westerton, Ohio. There you can hear about sightings of ghosts, werewolves, and even the occasional demon. For some reason, people believe that Westerton is a concentration of the weird. But Westerton is a lot more than just that. The city of Westerton was officially incorporated in 1858, but since then has bloomed into something beautiful. The town has two major high schools, Westerton North and Westerton South, with each side of town having a bitter rivalry. They were both founded as one school, but then in the late 1980s, they split into separate sides. Their mascots are the Westerton North Battle Beavers and the Westerton South Wild Dogs. The Southern High School kept the original building, and that area of town remains part of the old Westerton. On that side of town, you can see the old churches and neighborhoods that were part of the founding area. That area is quiet and quaint. The major neighborhood of Bluewood is filled with lifers who have grown up in that area. Very few new faces are seen throughout Bluewood. Usually you hear that someone's grandparents moved there long ago, then their parents took the house, and one day that house will belong to their children who decide to stay in Westerton. Bordering the Bluewood neighborhood is Sunton Nursing Home. The citizens there enjoy the open garden bordering the West Lake. Some are even seen fishing down by the water. South of Westlake is the South High School with the elementary school down the street and the middle school a block down from the high. This makes the bus routes much easier as they carry all ages to and from the schools. The Westerton Public Library and Downtown Row border the boundary between North and South, Old and New. Downtown Row is the old downtown area before the mall was built. All down the row are old mom and pop shops for everyone to enjoy. The record and trinket store, Ella Rose's, the antique shop, Coolidge, the old ice cream stop, Frieza, are amongst a few are amongst a few others like the family-run Thai restaurant and the coffee shop Lucky's. Ending downtown row are the music store and the old abandoned church. The church is a relic of downtown row, but no one goes in and no one comes out. Some fear it is even haunted. But really, all of Downtown Row is rumored to be haunted because not too far from Downtown Row is the Morris Cemetery, which inexplicably sits in front of the Lawson Community College. The north side of Westerton is a lot newer and more built up than the south. Westerton North is a colossal, towering high school compared to the south. It is surrounded by Whitman Elementary and Descendant Middle School. The north doesn't have trees and wildlife surrounding it like the south. The park on the north side is more for sporting events and play rather than exploring in the southern forest of Darkly Woods. Unlike the south, the main point is not the trendy downtown or the schools. The north has a large shopping center and mall. Solera Mall moved in and took away most of the business from downtown row. It is a popular hangout for the teens with tons of shops and places to hang around as we all know teens like loitering. Westerton is a battle between the old and the new, the quaint and the commercial. There is the belief that the old South is haunted and that it is the source of paranormal sightings in Westerton. This has led many to begin to move from South to North. Business is booming in the North and everyone is in for it. But will the rumors of the supernatural ruin everyone's fun? And that's my first part. I came out swinging this week. You did. I came and out that, swinging like, this week, buddy. Why couldn't... Why couldn't one of us have phoned it in this? Yeah, week? right. You know, like I, like even told my mom on the phone like before we started. I was like, I'm going for the gold this week. I came out swinging. I'm I'm just very I'm gonna, mad at like, you right insert, now. I'm gonna like insert like a small clip of the Rocky music right here because I'm like 
I'm ready. Bobbing and weaving. <laughs> My freaking world's more convoluted than yours, too. Woo! So uh, we'll see. I have the I have the <laughs> usual Jordan flair. Anyways, you all got right, this, dude. all right. So some of this is going to be in a voice, but so this is geography. There's an there's an excerpt. It occurs to me that we have all become so clever that we may have forgotten some things. We have forgotten whimsy. We have forgotten that whimsy and horror are two sides of the same coin. We have forgotten that knowing the unknown requires more than just the recitation of hard facts. We all assume that knowledge is power, but it isn't. Knowledge at its heart is compassion. An excerpt from a dissertation by Vivian Durand uh, on the subject of anachronistic mythology. The story of this world is the same as many others, near enough to the sun and old enough to be able to sustain life. That life given enough time to develop a consciousness. Probably, this world would look familiar. It is at a turning point. Sorry, I need to move my notes to my bigger screen because I cannot see them. It is a world at a turning point, a world at a crossroads of past and future. Looking across the landscape, we see many familiar things. Dark and old forests, soaring snow-capped mountains, a world of natural wonders and beauty, vistas that seem to be custom-made to inspire wonder, joy, and fear. There are expansive and verdant fields, and cities just beginning to belch steam. Wonders lie within them as well, our imaginations creating new worlds, a visage of a visage of creativity. Truly, we are a world of dualistic wonders. But our story will not be about the whole world. Really, it will be about little more than a few people and the fear and wonder of the unknown. They live in a region known as Alibor. The three borders of this region are the Aliborian Mountains to the north, the River Courier to the east, and on the south and west, you will find the greatest wonder of all, the Sea of Roch. Roch? Or Roche? Roche. I think it's Roche. Is it Roche if you say it with a French accent, though? We're going to go with Roche. Roche. Um, The lands bleed from one into another, but each region can be described. The Aliborian Mountains and their foothills. Evergreen forests and rugged land. This is an area that gets cold and gets hard. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to redo that sentence. Sorry, Cody. This is a cold and hard land. There we go. Mostly craggy rocks, but it's also a very safe place. Given the terrain, it's difficult for anything unwelcome to attack, and it's also a very old place. The riverlands are verdant and beautiful. This is the breadbasket of the region, where most crops are grown. It is also mostly covered in green deciduous forests. There are short winters and long, hot summers. It is a paradise for most. The Roche Coast is warm and alien. This is not a clean coast of beautiful beaches where people relax, but rather a place of eels and fish and tide pools. This is life at its most grotesque. These are the regions of the land. Uh, so yeah, that is my geography. So at least from the sounds of it, it sounds like you went more like fantasy supernatural horror, and I kind of went urban supernatural horror. Kind of. Well, actually, I went so I went suburban supernatural horror because I lived in the suburbs. <laughs> that is... We'll get to we'll that. See. That is kind of part of it. Okay, we'll see. Um, No, I, I really... Like I said, I think this is going to be a close one. We we shall see. Okay. I'm, I'm excited for your next section. I'm, this, like... Like I, there's a few times I'll like say this is a world I really like. This is a world I really want to do a story in. This is, I came for it. This is one of the worlds. <laughs> ugh, yeah, yeah, I know. This is one of the worlds that I really like because again, it's like something connected to me because I did hometown. But we'll see. I'm excited to see yours because again, I think we both really tried this week, and I'm happy because originally I had no clue what I was doing. So here's my second part. In the forest behind the community college, there have been rumors that some otherworldly monsters live there. Kelly Haduka of the 5 o'clock news ran a story about the sighting of a large wolf beast that had been eating deer and other animals there. She was discredited as pulling some sort of weird prank, and she never continued down that line of journalism ever again. South High students Butch and Cassidy were drinking late in the cemetery behind downtown Row, and then were spooked by something. They claimed that a ghost or some sort of evil spirit had been lurking through the cemetery. But Butch and Cassidy were the school's class clowns, so of course, no one believed them when they spread the rumors. Out in Solera Mall, during the late hours, a janitor named Happy was just finishing up his shift 
when he claimed to see a green ooze climbing out of the toilet. He did what every janitor would do and ran for his life. After calming down and returning to the bathroom, the green ooze was gone, but the toilet was completely melted. He wrote this off as a chemical explosion from deep within the sewers, and the mall was shut down for a week while they made sure it was safe to enter. North High once got a new student, pale fellow, wore contacts that made his eyes look like they were red. At least, they say those were contacts. Of course, when he was around, pets started disappearing, until finally, he disappeared. These events, amongst many others, have been part of the paranormal sightings all around Westerton. Some like to believe, while others pass this off as with as others pass this off with any excuse they can make under the sun. I need to increase the font because my vision is starting. I need to get glasses. I just need to admit to myself that I need reading glasses. <laughs> <laughs> like, like we're getting to the point of the show where it's like I've been doing this so long. I just need to get reading glasses. I'm going blind over yeah, here. That's how we mark that time has passed in the podcast. You know, you'll just put on reading <laughs> yeah yeah the next live show, i've always next been live blind, show, so. i'm going to be wearing reading glasses and people are like what all right but there's something that most don't know about a house well more of a mansion hidden deep behind darkly woods away from the graveyard the rivaling schools and the rivaling lifestyles something that most people in westerton don't know about when kelly haduka was running her story she didn't travel out that far when Butch and Cassidy tried to do some searching for their ghost, they never came across it. But it was always there. It has always been there. The Mysterious House of Many Doors, a mere legend that exists in old horror books and journals. Only the eldest of Westerton know what this house is, but the eldest are gossip, so who really knows who holds the secrets? But no matter that, the House of Many Doors is a mansion, once illustrious and shining, but now an overgrown mess of a house abandoned in Darkly Woods. If you ever get the chance to explore it, upon entering, the mansion holds true to its name. Lining the walls are many doors of different sizes, shapes, and colors. If you walk up the stairs, you'll find more doors. Down in the basement, more doors. In the wine cellar, more doors. If you try to open them, you will find you can't as each and every door is locked. What is behind all those doors? What secrets could this mysterious mansion hold? I'll tell you soon enough, if you're patient. And that's my second part. Came uh, out swinging! Right. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> Alright. Another excerpt. Does magic still exist in this world of smoke and gears? Has it been made scarce? I think we want to believe this is the case. We want to forget that the dark forests and the rivers have a will. We want to say that we have conquered the fear of the night with electric lights. We want so desperately to think that we have grown above such things. I think maybe that those mystic things have begun to find us boring. Long ago, people sat under the stars in the night sky, terrified of all that they did not know. But they were more afraid of what they did. Humanity did not start out as the apex of this world. Things with fangs and claws, things that came out at night... Those were the apex predators of their world. From those ancient and wild times, we have very little other than vague verbal stories and the impressions of faded drawings on cave walls. We have tried to classify these things. How ironic to try to classify the mystic, but here we are. It is fair to say that we treat these as averages, not as absolutes, for the two classifications that we generally use to understand those ancient supernatural forces were benevolent and malevolent. But no individual group ever seemed to fit just into one category. But benevolent, the Fae of the Forest, Sorcerers, Madagots, Melusine, and Will of the Wisps. Will's Will of the Wisps. You said it right the first time. Wisps? You said it right the first time. Gosh. That's a that's a weird that's a weird phrase to say. I will um, say I do love Will of the Wisps quite a bit. <laughs> They're really cool. Right. And the two of those that might not be well known Madagots are um kind of like supernatural cats that are extremely intelligent and capable and tend to live in people's house. Like the cat and from Melus Darkhold, right? Yeah, kind of like that. And Melusine are basically the Starbucks logo. They're like uh, big mermaids that live in bodies of water. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, then, yeah. There are the then there are malevolent supernatural forces. The Fae of the Night. Trolls, vampires, goblins, 
several mallets and beasts of any variety that you can imagine. Um, several mallets? I gotta stop putting in French words. Now, sure, in this modern age, we want to ignore that this is possible, that such creatures existed. So let's look at the facts. Urban accounts of any interactions with, the su- with supernatural creatures is drastically less than in rural or wild areas. Yes, it is not infrequent for a lone forest cottage dweller to report a will-of-the-wisp or maybe a matagot has taken up residence in their house. Fireflies and clever cl- and clever cats is all that is. Since the technological revolution that has blessed our city, cities, reports of su- you got this. Reports of supernatural occurrences across the board have slowed to halting. That is the end of section two. Uh, so I will agree with you as of now that I think you went way more convoluted than I did. Like even uh, with, yeah, even well, with I my mean next the part, I think you went a little setting. bit more convoluted in the se- again. Even if I did go convoluted, the the setting in the story is what really like you can narrow it down. Even in my most convoluted worlds, you can narrow it down. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, the actual story would be narrower, but yeah, yeah we'll get no, there. I, I think you, your world is definitely more convoluted, which is weird. This doesn't <laughs> normally happen. No, it. This doesn't. doesn't normally happen naturally, <laughs> because like last time it did happen, but we forced it. So um, yeah, no, I am gonna do my third part. Now I'm getting excited about this world, and I'm going to start tripping over my words, but I'm, I, I, I'm ready. I'm ready for it. The House of Many Doors had to come from somewhere, as all things do. It has a history. Things don't just appear, even the supernatural. Well, look at you. I did my research. It wasn't always a house with many doors. Well, more doors than I have ever had, but I'm not rich. Westerton was founded in 1858, and since then, many people have come and gone from the town. Bluewood was home to the original inhabitants of the town, while one rich family lives further off behind the small maple forest that they would eventually call Darkley Woods. This family, the Darkley family, liked to keep to themselves. They went about their jobs and their daily tasks, but yet no one really knew anything about them. You could ask one of his co-workers, but they would never be able to tell you anything substantial about Jonas Darkley. There were rumors that the Darkley family were cannibals, or that the three children were summoned demons from the pits of hell. But of course, those were just rumors. People like to gossip about things they don't quite know about. I know the truth, though. Jonas Darkley wasn't a devil worshipper, or a cannibal. He wasn't an abuser, or a serial philanderer. No, Darkley was a good man, just like his father. His father helped establish Westerton and was revered as a good man with perfect insight. Jonas was indeed like his father. Behind the scenes, Jonas was a magician. When I say magician, I don't mean your pick a card, any card, magician. No, I mean a practitioner of the magic arts. Of course, by saying this, you would be quick to jump to, Aha! I knew it! He did worship the devil! And I will respond by saying, Not all magic comes from the devil. No, Jonas Starkley and his family were practitioners of planar and astral magic. Look, if I go into it, it would take days to explain. The Darkley family was not interested in fires or infernal magics. They were not focusing on summon- summoning demons or creating dungeons and dragons. They were more interested in the different planes of reality. They dove into the astral plane and learned how to manipulate the rules of reality. They used their magic and glyphs to open up other dimensions and other worlds. They were mostly careful about it, closing the portals before anything else could come through. But as Jonas Darkly's son, Abner, grew older, he wanted to use these magics for more than just regular exploration. He wanted to have this magic not just benefit him, but others. His father forbade it, saying that if the magic gets out of hand, it could lead to chaos. But like all men, when they turn age 18, Abner did not listen. He woke up one night when everyone was asleep and decided to manipulate reality using planar magics. He opened up multiple planes and began manipulating them, allowing their interests to stay connected to our world so that he could enter them and bring back whatever he wanted. He believed that by opening the door to the other worlds, he could meld their knowledge with ours and create a better world for everyone. Unfortunately, 
He was only 18 and could not properly control such powerful magical energy on his own. The portals to the other worlds grew unstable and broke open, refusing to close. This allowed the beings from all sorts of other dimensions to enter ours. Upon hearing the commotion caused by Abner's failure, Jonas woke up and with the rest of the family tried to close the portals, but alas, it was too late. The portals were shut, but still unstable. Every now and then, they will appear in random areas of Westerton, opening and allowing supernatural beings from the other side, side to enter our world. This, this is the cause of the supernatural sightings. With this, Jonas knew that he would never be able to rest again. He took it upon himself to make protecting Westerton his sole purpose. The Darkly family will become an elite squad of monster hunters. They would track where the por portals would open, close them, and then find whatever came out and send it back to where it belonged. But how would they go about that? They decided to create their own portal system for sending these creatures back. They filled their once beautiful home with doors, and behind each of those doors is a portal to a separate plane. Each of these doors is sorted by where each plane it leads to. Make a mistake, and you might end up in the infer infernal plane staring straight at the devil. Though, despite the risk, this is where they take the creatures after they capture them. And thus, the house of many doors became less of a home and more of a prison. But the Darkly family still functions to this day. There have been splits, some have left Ohio, and others have stayed to fight. After all these years, the Darkly family is down to one living heir who fights the good fight to protect all of Westerton. But they aren't the only ones interested in the paranormal. And that's the end of my third part. Swinging. <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna do my third part. You're proud of me, aren't you? I am. I am. Hey guys, finally he told me he's proud of me. Oh god. <laughs> well, what sucks is we're gonna have to do two weeks of this and then decide, which is only gonna make us more invested. Yeah, that's that's the battle, dude. I'm ready for it. Uh alright. We have forgotten to ask those who remember. How humanity and their consciousness arose is still a subject for debate. There are many creation stories, as there are many regions. Some have sworn off all such myths. They have shown indefiable evidence of how natural forces caused greater minds to develop and how more dexterous bodies were needed, how we grew from lesser apes, and how humanity is another snapshot of evolution. Others still hold to ideas of a creator enacting their will on the world, that we were made to be friends or children or pets to something with a higher power. That the greatest calling of a person is to be an agent of a personified moral code. Then there are the last kind, mystics or new witches. Those that think we are born from creatures science dis disproves every day. They hold to the passe belief that we were created on a bed of the fae, or that the living and waking trees wanted some wanted to create something new, or perhaps that clay was made to think by some by something magical, that humanity is a homunculus given time to grow into their own. What might be the most shocking is that all of these might be true. Knowledge always comes from perspective, and truth is a journey. Whatever our origins, humanity grew from tribes into a civilization. But let's focus on Alibor. The capital of this region is a modern wonder, Set in a brackish, set in the brackish intersection of the river and sea, this once fishing village grew into the center of culture, art, and science in Alibor, Rhea. In general, throughout history, this place has been blessed with peace and prosperity. Lands stayed green and invasions happened but were infrequent. The most notable occurrence was when the Petrians were driven off their lands to the east and forced to come across the river at some point in history. They, they fled to Alibor where it was safe. But this is what made the city of Rhea such a wonderful place. It has been a border city and near the water of at least two regions for its entire history. It has always been influenced by the thoughts and myths and stories from countless lands. Um, okay, so yeah, that is the kind of regional history of the past that there are different schools of thoughts around like creation, but the capital city Rhea um, of the land that the story would take place in, like, so it's going to take place in this city was set. Like it is on the border of the region. It is a part of, but it is their capital city. 
and has always had like multiple cultural influences uh-huh. because of that geography. And that's kind of what made it grow into like the cultural center that it has become okay. today. It definitely, at least to me, feels more like it could be like a D&D or like a role playing game story than my, definitely more than mind again. <laughs> This is definitely the world and not the setting. See, the thing is, we honestly should have done worlds and settings in the same week. Because we're definitely going to have to have a recap. (laughs) Yeah, kind of. We're seeing how your plan is slowly failing in front of your eyes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding, dude. It's good so far. Um, This is my last part, Society Current. I don't have to tell you this, but the year is 2019. The age of smartphones, Instagram accounts, blogs, forums, and all of that. Of course, this technology has been the perfect resource for tracking the paranormal. Most people are skeptics and don't believe these sightings of paranormal activity to be real. Others are only chasing creepy stories that will give them nightmares or keep them up at night. Or maybe even get them to go viral on YouTube. Only a handful of people are really chasing after the paranormal. Some are searching for the answer for why the town of Westerton specifically has such a high concentration of weird. They say it has something to do with the redhead girl in the black coat and the skull bandana that covers the lower half of her face. She keeps popping up all around where these events are sighted. She shows up in security footage around the time of these events and then disappears. No one knows her name or where she is from, but one fact remains true. When she is seen, something supernatural happens. There are dozens of books and resources dedicated to the weird hauntings at Westerville. Pages exist on the internet featuring black backgrounds and creepy music, all used to describe just how positively weird this area is. But will these people ever find the truth? I know a group who's onto the trail of truth. They call themselves The Weirdos, which was an unfortunate name on their parts as the jocks at the school make fun of them. Dweebs, losers, nerds are words to describe this weird little high school club. Though, because of the history of Westerton, the principal of South High let this extracurricular exist, even though there are only three members, one of which doesn't even go to Westerton South. But, Principal Maccabee believes these three are completely harmless. They just research paranormal activity, hang out in the photo lab after school, host movie nights, which no one attends, and even travel to areas with sightings and take pictures. Okay, sometimes they post these pictures around school so Principal Maccabee has to take them down in the mornings, but other than that, they are completely harmless. Recently, one of them claims to have heard a rumor about a mysterious house deep in Darkly Woods that might be connected to the mysterious Skull Girl. Principal Maccabee doesn't like to play tough guy, but he might have to warn them about chasing after this. After all, the Darkly Woods are extremely dangerous. Who knows what will happen? Only time will tell. Whatever happens, I'm sure it will be weird. And that is my world. All right. Today can be best understood as the future. We have done away with myths and legends. We are a society firmly planted in reason. Even if once fairies happened to exist in this world, any relevance they had vanished with the advent of electric motion with chemical discoveries, and with the wonders of sterile surgery. We have outgrown the unknown wilds and finally fulfilled our destiny, civilization. Rhea today is ruled by a council of guilds, the most powerful being the fishers, the metalworkers, the loggers, the masons, the farmers, and the lanterns. They represent the practical works that are required to build our new world. Each guild sends representatives to the council to write laws and pass judgments on crimes. All of these are probably self-explanatory except the Lanterns. They are a piece of history. They used to be the guild responsible for protecting the people of Alabor from the supernatural. They are now merely present to be a living reminder that a convincing lie can become powerful. New guilds rise, obviously. Lately, it has been the Professors. People have banded together to found institutes dedicated to giving brilliant minds a place to learn and grow and experiment. Many consider these institutions to be a fad, but they are all the rage, a new social club. The new universities have given the opportunity for many people to explore lines of curiosity that might be totally non-practical. But these places of learning are the latest evidence that we have finally arrived at the future. Today is the pinnacle of history. 
In Rhea, there is a city that is a testament to humanity moving forward. A cultural hub. We get ships from around the world coming here to sample the best food and the best art. Given the commerce, we enjoy new ideas coming in and out of Rhea to unfold it into the gem of our world's civilization. Meanwhile, in unseen stalls of the market, witches brew potions to repel vampires that stalk the night. Werewolves hide in strong houses for fear of the full moon. And far under Rhea, councils of Fae vie for control of the city by influence and seduction. Rhea has not grown beyond the supernatural. The supernatural has just gotten that much more subtle. That is my ah, world. Geez. Came out swinging, you deflected, you swung back. So, the... My world is definitely much more of like a whole world. That is not the setting of the story, right? Mm -hmm. That is That's the background. The setting is not going to be this whole thing. It's going to be very much focused it, it, yeah. on one university in Rhea. Um, but that is the world that it's taking place in. I do. I went more convoluted that than you, Jordan. So, There's geography. That is so weird. That you went more convoluted than I did. There's geography. There's three different types of I creation just did stories a small that people town still hold to. And did a simple story of, oh, yeah, these magic practitioners accidentally open portals to other worlds of so monsters exist now. I'm looking forward to next week. I'm excited. Because I'm like looking forward to like having my setting, you know? Because like. So are we I starting with that setting yet? or are we starting with characters? I think next week we can. It's up to you, but I think maybe we each only do two sections. So I'll do characters and setting. You do characters and oh, settings. I was going to do. We can read them in whichever order. For each of the characters that do setting, but I guess I can do characters and setting. Yeah. Um, I'll probably have more than four characters. Oh, so. I yeah, plan, we'll just we'll just I do plan two. To have four main characters, and there might be like cameo like extras, but four main characters. Yeah, there'll be smaller parts like, like for there sure. Might be, I think like, I have three. Coming, like have like guest voices from people that have been on the show before. I can, ooh, that'd be really fun to do. But yeah, no, no, no. I'm I'm excited because right now I don't know who's going to pull ahead. Yeah, I don't. I, until we do next week, I have I no really idea. I don't know like, who's going to pull ahead. I like. I, the thing I'll is, say, I'm not mad because I like both ideas. Well, and right now I feel like I have a better sense of what your world would be as a yeah. story. Yeah. Um. Than what I gave in yeah. mine, which is weird because it's, it's usually yeah, the opposite. Right? <laughs> this is so funny that like. Uh, like naturally we just did the opposite of what we usually do because like yeah. when i was thinking well, about I, it it's like if i do my original idea so my original idea was to do like the house and many doors but each door leads to a separate world and like have the story based on they go into a separate world and like they have to figure out their way out and then that sets up for like multiple different stories to be told down the line this i just wanted to do like because I've been reading a lot of, like, small-town supernatural horror stuff in comics and books and stuff. And I'm like, that's what I like. So why not write what I like rather than trying to make a fantasy thing that's going to be convoluted and hard? And I really like where I grew up. I like, like, really, a lot of that, like, it's more exaggerated the way I did it, where it's, like, old versus new. But there is the old part of town, and there is the big new mall that's, like, that area is completely expanding into something huge now. It's, like, every time I go down there, there is an area or new building that I've never seen before. And then there's the old stuff that's, like, stayed the same. There is that downtown row is uptown where I grew up. Like yeah. it's a very Valpo downtown is what I was trying to like, like the comparison. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like I did something connected to me because like I think the two times, well, the other time when I did that, I created something I really, really enjoyed with the other Ohio story of um, Hollow Root Forest. Yeah, right. Well, and that was like uh, Bolivia was that yeah. for me where and it was those, very. And I, I mean, I have a clear vision of what clearly what the story is going to be. It's very easy to write a story in this world. <laughs> yeah and so i'm I mean i'm not gonna relent i'm gonna come back next week ready to freaking i'm looking go, forward to dude. it I'm, I'm excited for my characters i already have like, like I, the thing is with this stuff i already have my characters and my setting i've only introduced one and that's vivian duran is like the main i mean i introduced the girl in, in the skull mask which obviously yeah. why would i not have her be a character in this <laughs> yeah no it's just you know not gonna be there 
But um, yeah, I'm really. This is gonna be really. This is more fun than I thought it was gonna be. Especially now that I yeah. have like an idea that's like not convoluted and but like something that can actually form into a story. This is exciting. I'm ready for it. Anyways, yeah. Cody, almost asked the wrong question. What are your plugs? <laughs> Check me out at the Wandering Gamer Network on YouTube and on podcasts. Yeah, I almost said, hey, Cody, what have you been up to recently? I'm like, wait, this is the end of the show, not the beginning. Um, You can check me out at something, I guess, zero zero at twitch.tv, where I'm going to be trying to do some more interesting streams in the next few weeks because of everything going on. And then you can check us out at the Side Characters Podcast where you can find on Podbean, Spotify, and iTunes. That is the podcast about cultural diversity and their culture. There will be a link. Anywho, thank you all for listening. This is a, already a really fun start to this project. And I'm, I'm yeah, ready to I go. Agree. Can't wait till next week. We'll catch you all on the flip side. Bye. Bye. Bye.